Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to Theology at the Threshold. My name is Cole Burks, and this is my contextual project for my master's degree. I am going to be taking topics that I am studying in school and putting them into podcast form so that we can learn together. I want to make these things really accessible for you and for those who are interested in knowing what it's like to kind of be in, in seminary school. And so thank you so much for jumping on and listening today. I hope this encourages you. I hope you find this helpful. And most of all, I hope this deepens your walk with God. Welcome to season one. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to uh, the podcast. Welcome back to the show if you're watching on YouTube. So glad that you are listening or watching today. I am Pastor Cole. This is episode seven. Six. Six. Yeah, it's six. Sorry. We're shooting all of this in the same day, and uh, so the episodes are starting to run together at this point. But um, Yes, they are. You know, it is what it is. We have a great conversation. Yeah, it is. That's the biggest part about it. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, but we've been talking about active and passive spirituality. The last two episodes, we kind of got into some things that people can actually do. Some active spirituality, yep. literally active. So prayer and going to church, gathering on Sunday. And so this episode is going to be the last one about active spirituality. Then we're going to... Um, move into more of that like passive side and talk about that the subjective stuff oh love subjective things so um, anyways in this episode we're going to talk a little bit about community lovely I I love that I'm glad that we're doing that especially after our gather on Sundays session uh, from the last episode Um, and we take community very very seriously here Um, we do I think in one thing that has persisted since the beginning of our church has been a emphasis on community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so again, you know, we, we live in community is one of our ways of life. Um, yep. Now, when we say we live in community, what does that mean to you? Like, what does that mean for our church, for our body, like, and the life of a believer? Yeah, I think it's important. I'm going to read this quote from Dietrich Bonhoeffer really quick before we start talking about community. Yeah. Because I, he wrote the best book on community that I believe exists, and it's called Life Together. Um, and literally the subtitle is The Classic Exploration of Christian Community. So this is what he says. This is, this is really like, if you've ever read this book, you've read this quote. Um, if you've rev- ever read Bonhoeffer, you've read this quote. And it, it's this, the person who loves their dream of community will destroy community. Mm. But the person who loves those around them will create community. The person who loves their idea or their dream of community will destroy community. But the person who loves those around them will create it. That's Bonhoeffer and life together in the classic exploration of Christian community. Um, so let me just talk. I about love that. that. Sorry. Yeah. 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 <laughs> of course. There's so much there. There's yeah. Of course. So much. That's so good. So I, I want to talk about this for a second. Um, we live in the family of God. Obviously, that's part of our formation. It's part of us being formed into the image of Jesus. Others being in our life that sanctify us, um, us sanctifying others, all of that stuff. I love what this allu- this quote alludes to. 
if you have this idea made up in your mind of what community is supposed to look like, you will destroy what community is. Yeah. Which is people who are gathered around the person of Jesus in common unity who love each other. Right. And community is just that, common unity. Yep. And it's around the person of Jesus. And the person of Jesus leads us to love those around us. Right. I think that's what Bonhoeffer is kind of getting at. Now, he... he I think something, too, that this alludes to, and this is something I had preached on a couple weeks ago, is the expectations part of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And especially, I think, especially when we are talking about, like, you know, the Christian community and the Christian faith is so many of those are unspoken expectations, and therefore they're unmet expectations. Yes. And nothing will destroy community quicker than unmet expectations. Yeah. And, and one of the things that, like... I think it's so important is is you like hear something that people say all the time. We're building community. Well, you can't build community. No, like because that that insinuates that there is a finished product to yes, it. Yeah, community is common unity around the person of Jesus. That's right. what it means for the people of God. You can build relationships, right? But you cannot build common unity around the person. Right, Jesus. That is something that is. Right. Like, even Bonhoeffer talks about this in his book. Like, the person who tried... Because when you begin to build community, this is what happens. Your ideas of community get interjected. Yeah. And that destroys it. Okay. The way that we talk about living in community here is around the person of Jesus, common unity around the person of Jesus... And it, I think it needs to look like what you already do on a regular basis. Like, listen, you can have a sewing group if you want. Like, I think we've had one of those at one point. I think so, yeah. Yeah, a sewing group is great if you sew. Right. If you go to that sewing group looking to, like, you're going to go one time and you're like, my life's going to be transformed by the power of God in this one time, this thing. It's like, that's great and right. wonderful. Probably not going to happen, nope. but that's fine. What will happen, though, is you'll begin to form relationships right. with those people, and you will be in common unity around the person of Jesus. We, right. use, we use small groups here as an introduction to community. Right. That's what we, we say that. We use them as an introduction because we live in community. We live in common unity around the person of Jesus, and that looks so many different ways. Right. I think it needs to – I mean, I think a good model is just the New Testament. Yeah. You know, that would be – where we would probably need to start. So, you know, eating together, drinking coffee together, hanging out together in common unity around the person of Jesus. Like, I have friendships, but there is a unique thing that happens when we are unified around Jesus. Right. And I think the more we're sensitive to that, I think the more community can shape us and mold us into what it actually is supposed to. Yeah, and I mean, there's some people that go to this church where the only thing that we have in common Mm -hmm. is love for Jesus. Yeah. And that's important too. Yeah. Is like having, and again, is just that common unity centered specifically around the person of Jesus. And that's the only qualifier that we have for community. It really is. And, and, And I think when you view community this way, 
in this light, it kind of gives you a constant awareness. And so the awareness of what's happening, I think, becomes so, so, so important. You, right. You're being constantly aware of the presence of God when you're getting coffee with someone is so deeply important. It's so, so, so just what needs to happen. Yeah. You don't go get coffee and not be open to what the spirit would like to do over coffee. Right. Also, also this, this is true too. Sometimes it may just, he wants you guys to get together and laugh. Yeah. It may not be anything serious, but sometimes it could be. Right. And, you know, Jesus had his disciples. He found his community to walk with every single day. Yep. He formed it. Yep. Now, um, and so kind of in that same vein, though, of like the importance of it and what we need and how we live our life and this being a way of life and a rule of life. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> something that I feel like we're seeing a whole lot more is people who want to be alone. You know, and the introverts of the world and the I don't want community, I'm good on my own. What would you say to those people? Yeah, I should have just uh, read the whole chapter of Dietrich (laughs) Bonhoeffer. Um, But Dietrich Bonhoeffer says this. He says, to those who are afraid of being alone, to those who are afraid of being, and I'm going somewhere with this because I know this is not the question you ask. To those who are afraid of being alone, you need to be aware of community. Beware of be aware of it in the sense of it's stealing something from you that you'll be can like on, weary of it. Yeah, yeah that yeah. you can only get by yourself with God. And then he says this to those who are afraid of community, you need to be aware of being alone. And what he's saying is, is that there's something that community gives you. There is something that the body of Christ is designed to give you that you cannot get from just you and God in your prayer closet. That's what he's saying. And so one of the things that I think is so deeply important that people hear me when I say this, if you don't want community, I think it's because you've never had it. Right. That's like saying, I don't want an encounter with God. Right. Probably because you never had one. Right. Um, Because if I can be honest with you, and I'm going to mess with some people's theology here when I say this, God is in the midst of us. He is in us. Yeah. He is in the midst of us, and he is working through and in community. There's another book that I love so much. It's called Streams in the Wasteland. It's called this. It says, you are saved by community, for community, and through community. Right. That I mean, like, it literally, I mean, it almost, like, overemphasizes it. But there's, there's two things that I don't think you can overemphasize. I don't think that you can overemphasize union with God, being right. one with God. And I don't think that you can overemphasize community. Yeah. I don't think you can overemphasize either one of those things. What Bonhoeffer is saying is, and, and maybe I should use my terminology a little bit better here. What Bonhoeffer is saying, and what I think he's saying, and I could be wrong, is simply this. If you only do one of them, you have a problem. Right. Exactly, yeah. 
right? But when you are in the middle of them, it cannot be like I don't think I don't think community I don't think we can say, well, like we are talking about community in too high of a light, right? And I don't think you can talk about having your time with God in too high of a light, right? I think what where people get frustrated is that they are saying that one matters more than the other. Right, right. And I think they do matter equally. Um, but as it pertains to active spirituality, I think you even learn to be alone with God when you are together. Yeah. With others. You have to hear those you have to hear those stories. Yeah. You have to tell you have to hear someone tell you get alone with God. Right. And then when you get something from God, you come back to the community and to, you're like, this is what happened. This is what happened. When I was alone. And it, and it's this cycle. Right. And it's, and it, that's the way that it's supposed to be. Community and, feeds into wanting to spend some time alone and spending time alone feed into yes. wanting to be with your community again. And, and, and I want to say this, you and I, and you watching and you listening were made for relationships. Yeah. Made for relationship with God, made for relationship with each other. And let me make this statement. You cannot navigate this life alone. Right. You can't do it. It ain't going to happen. Right. You can't do it. And this is also what I would like to say here. Um, for those who maybe who don't want community, maybe you've had a bad experience with it. And let me just say this. You don't just need any people in your life. You need the right people in yeah. your life. Yeah. Like, people are all the time, they're like, well, I don't have a community that... Like, here is just like a really simple thing that I've never understood. Especially, like, when people feel like they're trapped somewhere or mm -hmm. something. They're just like, man, I really just don't have a community here that I'm plugged into or connected to. And, and I really want to be a part of, like, a, a church that is thriving and... And man, like I, I, I know that like I'm here and, right. and and all of this, but I really don't enjoy my life here and, and I'm not getting, when, when I say I'm not getting what I need, I mean, you don't have anybody that you can talk to. Right. Like everybody's untrustworthy. You're, you're in a part of a, you're in a church where like people are gossipy and they're right, catty right. and all of that. And like, of course, like you're not having a good time there. Right. So like, here's the advice that I would give someone who is in one of those situations move yeah and and to i, I want to speak to this as well because this is this, these are conversations that i've had with people a mm -hmm. hundred times yeah well that's hard this is all i've ever known you know i have i have some good friends there you know yeah. blah blah and all these excuses but it really does go back to what we were talking about before where sometimes gathering on sunday and finding the community that you need requires sacrifice move and it requires slowing down and simplifying and it requires everything that we've talked about in the other sessions yeah. and sometimes like you just got to make the choice to do that yeah i think a lot of times what people just don't what what they don't want to hear is move yeah and a lot of times they don't want to hear that because they feel attached to a place for a particular reason. Now, listen, here's the thing. If God hasn't told you, sorry, let me, let me back. If God has told you to be somewhere, be there. Yeah. This is going to be controversial for a lot of people, but I think it's, I don't care. 
if God has told you to be somewhere, be there. Yeah. If you are depressed, if you are anxious, if you have none of which, like, if you are all of those things and it's killing you and you are becoming less like the person in God that you want to be, move. And also on that, if you are feeling all of those things, I can almost guarantee God did not tell you to be there. Yeah, yeah. Like I've had someone tell me before, I can't move. Why? Well, I haven't got a word from God to move. (laughs) And I'm like, let me me ask you this. Are you at peace where you're at? No. Do you have joy where you're at? No. Mm Mm-hmm. Are you settled where you're at? No. Do you feel discontentment in your spirit? Yes. Probably time to move. That was mine and Michaela's story. Moving here to Knoxville is we didn't have this resounding word from God, him booming down from the heavens. Yes, move to Knoxville. That is the next move for your life. But every time we prayed about it, every time we thought about it, there was just peace. Yeah, I'm going to give a, a spiritual direction plug here. You need a spiritual director for this reason. Yeah. This is why you need one. Yeah. And it's like, there are people around us like, well, did God tell you to go? Not necessarily, but we're not happy here. He didn't tell me to stay. He didn't. He, listen, he may not have said yes, but he sure didn't say no. Yeah. So Yeah. And so, you know, I, I would say. But also that, that speaks to community though as well. It's like someone just speaking into that kind of gave me that reassurance that I needed. It was like, okay. This is the direction that I need. Just even that little bit of questioning that yeah. wasn't coming from a place of like judgment or you're wrong. Just this was that what God's telling you to do mm-hmm. because they were part of our community and they cared about us. Mm-hmm. And me being able to evaluate and think through it and be like, no, but this is where I'm at. And like, yeah. and this is good. Like, yeah. it really was kind of that like, like little bit of like extra confidence that I needed yep. that this is what I'm supposed to be doing yep. that I got in community. And I think it's so, so, so important that it just in general, like we make sure that we are leaning in to the right relationships in our life, especially if we feel like that we don't want to do we don't want to practice living in community yeah there are relationships in your life that you must have yep you are not a spiritual lone wolf right the most independent person that i know the most independent person in our church the person who you would probably deem least likely to get involved with with the community with the community Sorry, with the community group. They called me yesterday, and they just unloaded yeah. what, what they were going through in their lives. That is community. Yeah. Right? Being able to call someone when your life is falling apart and listen to them and watching God show up in the middle of that. Yep. Another another way that I would like to describe this, another way that I would like to give a shout-out uh, the women's retreat at our church. Yeah. I have heard story after story after story after story after story. Anna comes home. She's crying. She's just like, what we're doing is right. Yeah. God is showing up in the lives of people in our church. And it happened around a campfire with no worship band, with no like 
preacher with a mic with just somebody getting up and sharing a devotional, yep. and then people just start unloading. This is what God has done in my life since I've said yes to being a part of this. Yeah. If you will say yes to community, God will change your life. Right. He will change your life. And I think that, I really think that that kind of answers the next question I was going to have to kind of start beginning to wrap mm-hmm. up this, this session is what is the role of community in the life of a believer? Perfect. Perfect question. Um, I think... I'm going to say two things. The role of the community of God, of those who are in common unity around the person of Jesus, the, their role, what they play, I think I, I'm going to share two thoughts from two different books here, but one of them is Life Together. But Bonhoeffer says in Life Together, he says, we are to listen to the, with the ears of God so that we may speak the word of God. We are listen to we are to listen with the ears of God so that we may speak the word of God. Yeah. And he is not talking about listening with the ears of God in the place of prayer. Right. He's talking about being an attentive listener to the person in front of you who is sitting in front of you who may be going through a hard season of life. Right. And you are to listen with God's ears so that you can speak God's word. And I think that's the first role is that we are to be great listeners yeah. and we are to be uh, tactful speakers. Right. May, we, may we listen with the ears of God so that we can speak the word of God. Yeah. And I think that really goes into my, my next, like the next quote. Um, Tish Harrison Warren, she wrote a book called Liturgy of the Ordinary and she talks about community in... Liturgy of the Ordinary, and, and the quote, I, I'm going to have to paraphrase the quote because I don't remember it off the top of my head. She's, she says this. She says, whether you are um, dropping off soup, whether you are around a dinner table, whether you are answering a phone call, whether you are being available, what, what she's saying, when you are available right. <clears throat> to those in your world, she says this, you become good news. Right. You become good news. And so I think the role of community, the role of the community of God is to listen with the ears of God so that we can speak the word of God. And then I would say to add on to that, it's when we show up into a room where circumstances are bad where situations are bad, where they're not even ideal. Right. Do people sigh in relief? Right. Because, man, they're good news. Yeah. It's good news they're here. They're going to save the day. Whatever they have to offer, it's going to be impactful. Right. And I think that's the role of the community. And I say, I'll say this, too. And this is something that I kind of have coined as a phrase around here, but um, the job of those who are broken is to be loved by the community of God. Yeah. And the job of the community of God is to love those who are broken. Notice the broken are still in community. Yep. They are still with people. And sometimes like the way that that we ideally that that works for us is that you meet outside of this. Yeah. Sunday, we gather on Sunday, but we want to get to really know you outside of here. Right. And that that's really and we want to be there for you. 
when you have something to say, we want to listen with the ears of God so that we can speak the word of God. And if you're in your church somewhere, um, if you're wherever you're at, pastoring, leading, you're just a church member or whatever, for the people around you, listen with the ears of God yeah. so that you can speak the word of God and become good news to those people and love those who are broken Yeah, in your church who are broken. And listen, here, here's the last thing. This goes back to the people who feel sometimes the need to isolate. Yep. When you are broken, when you are hurting, you can't see Jesus on your own. You need somebody to help you. It's the story of Peter and John. Yep. Peter is out on the boat fishing. John's out there with him. Jesus, Peter has been following Jesus for the last three and a half years of his life. Jesus has died. Peter goes back fishing. He's recently denied Jesus. He's full of shame. He's full of guilt. He is in pain. Hurting. He's hurting. And Jesus shows up on the beach, and he says, he speaks. He's like, hey, fellows, have you caught any fish? And Peter doesn't even recognize his voice, and he cannot see that it's him. But as soon as he says that, John says, it is the Lord. Yep. That's Jesus. Yep. And it's because pain is a blinder. Right. And when you're going through something in your life, it is not the time to pull back. It's the time to lean in. Yep. And so um, I think I think that's a good place to stop on the active side of, of, of spirituality. Yeah. So now as we kind of move into this latter portion of the season, season. Uh, make sure you get down in the comments down below and let us know what you thought on active spirituality. We'll be sure to comment and response if you have any questions on things that you can be doing. Um, and other than that, we will kind of move into a bit more passive things. Yeah, so session so, eight and so, seven. Seven. Yeah. Again, this is all one day. So the numbers all, are all, all one day mushed baby. up. All so we will see you in session seven.